welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the last day of our series of webinars. Welcome. It's Thursday, man. I love Thursday. Thursday is like, to me, the best day of the week. It honestly used to be the best day of the week because... Well, when I think about what I would probably consider to be the best time of my life, which is college, um, that was kind of when the weekend started. So yeah, Thursdays always um, resonated well with me. Uh, And even after college, you know, for a long time, we would get the boys together and uh, just kind of hang out, you know, do whatever we do, watch sports, play video games, et cetera. So I hope you guys are having a good day and I hope it's only uphill from from here so far. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to tomorrow when we get to, me and Marielle are going to, uh, to the Caribbean. So that's going to be nice, but welcome. All right. Today we are planning on talking about uploading all the things associated with the upload process to merch by Amazon. Uh, and that's going to, I mean, we're going to cover quite a bit. Uh, it's inevitable. You know me, I like to be, I like to get into the details, the nitty gritty. So we're going to cover quite a bit and, um, we're going to talk about ads as well at the end I have a feeling I'm going to be talking pretty quickly through the ads uh, because I just, we could do a whole day on ads. We could do multiple days on ads probably. So I'm going to do the best I can to provide some value and um, some actionable advice for, uh, for ads. Welcome though, everybody. Jason's really enjoying the series. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for showing up. I think you were here all four days. So I appreciate that. Joe's ready. Cindy says, hello, everybody. Hazel's from Kent, UK. Hope you're doing well. I still haven't had a chance to visit the UK, but I, I seriously like love the culture, love watching um, TV shows from from over there. Uh, my favorite celebrity's name is Carl Pilkington. I know that's super random and not many people know who he is, but he's like my favorite person on earth and he is from the UK. So hopefully one day I'll get to go. Uh, Khaled says, what up? Walid says, hello, greetings from Algeria. Thank you guys for showing up on time. I appreciate it. Dark side is ready. Okay, well, it's 103. Hello from Reno, Nevada. Bruce, shout out to Bruce. I was in Nevada, uh, I think October of last year. So that's only three, four months ago. Hello, Jason. Haley says hello from Cali. Holographic vibes. I know it's the green screen for some reason, the hat in the green screen. (laughs) Greetings from London, Mexico, Denmark, global crowd. Love it. All right. We do have quite a bit to get to today, so we can probably just get started, honestly. Um, let me see. All right. I got myself over here so I can see that I am live. It's all working. Israel, Denmark. I think we said Denmark. Cool. Morocco. Love it. That's awesome. All right. Shall we get started? Let me go live. Go full screen over here. All right. As we already said, it is day four of our four-day webinar series. I do appreciate you guys for coming all four days. I know I recognize a lot of you guys in the chat already that were here all four days. So thank you for that. Everybody that has to go at some point, I will send out the replay so you can catch that afterwards if you need to. Uh, We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. So, you know, and I'll send out all the links, the relevant links in an email as well. So make sure you're on the email list, which the link should be in the description if you're not on the email list. Uh, that way you get, and I mean, if, if you're on YouTube, I already put them in the description, I think, if it's saved. Yeah, they should be there. All right, so day four, uh, I'll talk about the curriculum in a second. Just really quickly, day four, four days in a row, reintroducing myself. I'm Ryan Hoag. I'm a seven-figure print-on-demand seller. Been selling on Amazon merch since 2017, early on 2017. Tier 200,000, I still didn't add the extra zero. So tier 200,000, I've done uh, $337,000 in sales on Amazon merch. Actually, that was last year only. That's 2021. My aggregate sales were, um, I think, almost 700,000. And I am a Chihuahua lover. Uh, That is Pablo in that picture uh, next to me in his little car seat bed, which is so ridiculous, but uh, we love him to death. So, All right, I'm not affiliated with merch by Amazon. So everything I express here, is my own views. I don't have any connections with people at Merch. You would think by now I would. Every time I say that, I expect to see an email in my inbox from somebody from the Merch team saying, hey, what's up, man? I see your YouTube videos. If you have any questions, run them by me. No one ever does that. 
<laughs> so I guess this is my plea. If anybody wants to do that, that works at the merch team, feel free. Uh, my email is on my YouTube channel. So easy to contact me. Anyways, not affiliated. So the views expressed are my own. Uh, to date, I actually didn't upload, uh, didn't update these, but 36,101 sales on Merch by Amazon. And I didn't update this from yesterday. My bad. Let me pull this up really quickly because I wanted to give daily updates of my sales and try to be transparent here. Uh, here we go. So yesterday, 20 sales, uh, two returns, royalties collected, $95.29. Royalties per sale, $4.76. Um, you know, not a great day, but at the same time, not bad at all. Uh, if we do 95.29 times 365, I always say think in terms of dollars per day. Uh, that would be $34,780 a year. Of course, I always think of businesses on a 365-day cycle. You guys know why that's important, right? Because some times of year are slower. Some times of year are much faster. If you start business during the slow time and you give up because it's not what you expected, and you miss all the fast time, it's like, you know, what are you doing, right? Like, and if you start during the fast time, that's great. But then you're going to have to go through the slow times as well. So I'm, I'm always thinking like fourth quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter. Like even right now it's January. I'm thinking fourth quarter. I'm thinking about how big the fourth quarter is going to be for me. You know, I did $10,000, just under 10,000 in profit uh, in the fourth quarter in December. You know what I mean? That was less than a month ago. So um, whatever you need to do to inspire yourself. Uh, let's see, everybody's trickling in. So Israel, Vegas, Indonesia, Morocco, India, Bangladesh. Thank you for being here all four days. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you to Pretty Merch for inviting me to do this. Uh, shout out Pretty Merch, actually. Here we are talking about Pretty Merch. Uh, make sure you guys go grab the Chrome extension. I'm assuming everybody has it by now, but you can get it for free. And then should you choose to upgrade to Pro or Pro Plus, there is a link in the description with the coupon code. Um, you guys already know the free version makes the dashboard go from being ugly and unintuitive to being awesome and useful. The analytics tab does things like show you your aggregate sales all time across all marketplaces. It shows you your, mo your most successful products so you can double down. Uh, the products tab is great because you can do things like bulk delete. Bulk delete is awesome, especially in the lower tiers, very valuable. And there's a bunch of filters that help you identify what products you should consider for bulk deletion. Uh, the research tab, I know we already covered all this, but I just wanted to give you one more refresher. They have the product research. They have the product analyzer. You can actually click this and drill down even further into the data associated with the niches that you're thinking about selling. And you can kind of study what's working for the number one bestsellers as well. You can keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and get endless ideas for t-shirts to sell. And just one last reminder, pretty much original version. I call it the free version, $0, pretty much pro. If you use the coupon code in the description and you get the annual plan, save 35%, pretty much pro plus annual plan plus coupon, jumpstart 22, save 45%. So you can't really beat that guys. All right. So we are brought together here today to witness matrimony between, just kidding. Uh, we are brought together here today to increase our merch by Amazon sales. That is why we are here, right? That is the common goal that we all share me included, right? We all want more sales. That's what we're going to aim to do. This is day four. So hopefully you guys were able to catch the replays day one, day two, day three. We talked about the high level concepts, the need to know. I didn't want to just jump into a four day live stream and leave the tier 10 people that are new out to dry. So we talked about a lot of like high level stuff day one. And it, it's also important stuff that like, I think at the beginning of each year, we need a refresher on the content policy, you know, things like that. Day two, we talked about Niche research day three yesterday, we talked about design. It is very open ended, by the way. Uh, this isn't like going to, you know, normal school, right? Middle school, high school, whatever, where you show up and they say, This is the only way, memorize it, right? You know what I mean? This is more open ended. So I tried to like have that come across in my efforts to teach how I do this and speak to my personal experience and also say that a lot of it's subjective, especially yesterday when we talked about design very subjective. So there's not just like a right way of doing things. Uh, it's, it's open-ended, you know, do what works for you, figure out what you're good at and, you know, figure out what your edge is. double down on that. Today, we are talking about uploading to Merch by Amazon. And we are not just talking uploading. There's a lot that goes into that. <laughs> there's the search engine optimization. There is selecting what colors, selecting pricing, what products do we uh, select? What marketplaces do we select? 
from there, we need to talk about keywords and, you know, again, understanding the Amazon algorithm. And then I'm also going to sprinkle in some talk about advertising. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> what time is it? 110? I'm already like, oh, do we have enough time? Uh, we're going to get cracking though. Let's get to it. All right. So again, we're talking about uploading today. Why? When I think of uploading, I think mostly about SEO, SEO, search engine optimization. And this applies to whatever search engine we are really optimizing for. In this case, like we're selling on Amazon. Amazon gets a ton of traffic to the website. Um, the reason I, I even mentioned that is because let's just say we are selling on Redbubble or Shopify. Well, on those websites, we are going to be a lot more cognizant of wanting to rank well on Google because those websites are reliant on sources of traffic like Google, you know, the most popular website in the world. Um, there's a cool map. Uh, I'm not going to bring it up. Not enough time. There's a cool website called Internet Map. I think it's internet-map.net. And it's cool. It shows like the biggest websites in the world relative to each other. And it's kind of like, kind of like outer spacey. It looks pretty cool. If you guys are ever interested in seeing like what the biggest websites in the world are. Anyways, Google's the biggest. Most websites rely on Google. I mean, Amazon still relies on Google for traffic, but it's not as important to Amazon because Amazon's also huge as is and very qualified traffic. You, people go to Amazon with the intent of making a purchase. It's not like people that go to Facebook, see a Facebook ad trying to sell them something and the ad has to be compelling and get them to make an impulse buy before they forget like what, why they're even looking at the ad, right? So whole different ballpark, bo different ball game on, you know, selling natively on Amazon, which is what we're doing on Merch by Amazon. But SEO is important because we need to optimize for the search algorithm on the platform that we are selling on. Uh, and in this case, I say we optimize for the Amazon algorithm specifically, all right? Uh, now, I wanted to just mention here that like when we are talking about Amazon specifically, and honestly, I probably should have just like not included this picture because I think this is like outdated. The article I pulled this from, uh, I couldn't find a date of when it was published, but they were essentially saying that there's roughly 12 million products on Amazon's catalog. And that actually can't even be true. Like I would guess there's a hundred million products or more on Amazon's catalog and that's excluding variations. The reason I even share that is just to say that the algorithm is responsible for putting the right thing in front of the right people. The algorithm is just code written by humans. Okay. So why is SEO important? It's because this code written by humans has to figure out when someone goes to Amazon and does a keyword search. What products from the 100 million that I'm going to estimate exist do we put in front of them? And in what order? You, like, think about that for a second. 100 million products. We need to figure out, like, on page one, it's like, four, what, 44 products, I think? What products do we put and in what order? It's not, it's not necessarily an easy problem to solve, right? So us as sellers, we need to understand SEO so that we can assist the algorithm in associating our product with the right potential customer, right? The right search query, essentially. And we are going to talk about some pretty valuable things of how we're going to get that done, okay? The first thing I want to talk about, and we're talking about a lot today, but this is important. I'm leading with this because I think it is by far the most important. So everybody that's with me, as we go through this, if you find it valuable, let me know in the comments. Also, drop a like on the video on Facebook, on YouTube, etc., Assuming that helps, I don't know if it does or doesn't. We're talking about algorithms. Maybe that'll help the Facebook and YouTube algorithm. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But drop a like on there while we talk about this because this is good stuff, all right? So this is kind of the Amazon SEO ecosystem. And as I mentioned yesterday, it's a little bit of a flywheel effect because you optimize your listing. That should help the algorithm understand your what it is you're selling, put it in front of the right people. That's going to help it rank better right? Because getting in front of, the, of more people, that's part of the, the, the process to make a sale. Like, you know what I mean? If you're not, if a customer doesn't know you exist, they can't click you and purchase you. So optimize your listing, assist the algorithm in understanding, you rank better. And on relevant keywords, this gets you more visibility, which in turn gets you more sales, which optimizes your, the algorithm's understanding of your listing, right? Because a sale is like the biggest indicator the biggest uh, flag in the algorithm says like, that's, that's the ultimate thing you can do to the algorithm that says, Hey, they searched for this keyword. They click this listing. They checked out, they purchased algorithm says, okay, 
we just learned that this product is relevant to people searching for that set of keywords. Okay. So then it increases the understanding of your um, product listing and the flywheel just continues. And of course, advertising can kind of factor in there to even further improve your, uh, your chance of, you know, increasing your organic rank in search results. <laughs> now, there are a lot of articles calling the Amazon algorithm, the A10 algorithm. However, I've read quite a few and like, I've never seen any of them confidently state, you know, objectively that like Amazon said that they moved on from the A9 algorithm, which is like a real thing to the A10. So I think people are calling A10 just updates to A9. So for what it's worth, I'm thinking of it as still A9 algorithm, just in its current modern state. Not that any of that matters, but when we're talking Amazon search algorithm, Generally speaking, we're going to refer to it as A9, okay? Now, we're going to go through a couple of factors influencing our products and how they rank on Amazon according to that algorithm, okay? The first thing that uh, it's it mentions in this article is that PPC, pay-per-click or ads, is still relevant. I have to agree because ads allow you to jump to the front of the line. And we know that sales is a function of visibility. If they don't know your product exists, they can't buy it. When you advertise, you jump to the front of the line. You show up at the top of search. I mean, you can show up elsewhere, but generally speaking, you run an ad, you increase your impressions, you increase your sales, okay? So PPC is important. PPC, pay-per-click. Sales history. A new submission into a niche has no sales history. And what did we say just a minute ago? That an actual sale is the strongest indication to the algorithm of relevance on a certain set of search terms. So sales history, it's hard to compete with as a new product. It doesn't mean you can't jump over products that have been selling for longer than you because, again, Amazon's factoring in other factors. We're actually going to talk about them, so I don't need to jump the gun here. Uh, organic sales. So it's not just advertising sales, but also organic sales. Really, sales in general are going to help the algorithm understand you. The better it understands you, the more visibility you're going to get. Uh, seller authority. This is something that we don't have to worry about through Merch by Amazon because Merch by Amazon, we own the, well, when I say we own the buy box, remember day one of live streams, we said that Amazon actually owns all of our listings. They're sold by Amazon. They don't compete for the buy box. Okay. We don't need to get into, you know, what the buy box even means because as Merch by Amazon sellers, it's not relevant to us. So seller authority is something that as Merch by Amazon sellers, we have the benefit of not having to worry about. Impressions, guys, impressions just means eyeballs on your listing. The more you get, the higher the likelihood of success. We covered that already. Click-through rate, okay? So impressions means uh, somebody sees your product, whether it's in search results, and they may or may not click it, which affects your click-through rate, uh, or it could be your product detail page. Click-through rate is you know, basic math, what percentage of people that saw your product listing clicked it? And this would imply in search results. And, uh, you know, they mentioned here on this, on this bullet point that they talk about compelling product photography. Well, with Merch by Amazon listings, we can't change the images associated with our product listings. This is where yesterday's lecture or yesterday's live stream really comes into play because, you know, it's design is subjective, but there are a couple core principles that tend to just be true on Amazon and everywhere else. And one of them is you want your product to show well in search results. Since we can't control the actual image in our merch listings, they're just CGI generated. What we do control is the, you know, design inside that, you know, canvas space that they make available to us. So I always recommend big, bold, easy to read designs that contrast well against the, the shirt color that you're selling. The reason I dumb things down to such basic principles is because when people do a keyword search and they start scrolling through the possible things to buy, they're subconsciously making a bunch of decisions about, is that good? Is that not good? And it's happening like in a flash, you know what I mean? In microseconds. So the more you dumb it down and make it easy for their brain to comprehend, I think in my mind, at least the higher the likelihood of them um, seeing, understanding and clicking and purchasing your product. Okay. And increased click-through rate is another mechanism. Uh, you know, it's another quantifiable data point that the algorithm understands and can associate with all the listings in their catalog. <laughs> the, 
beep beep boop a10 i like that that's what the uh, algorithm says when it's trying to figure when it's when the algorithm's trying to police 100 million products on the catalog it's just like beep beep boop <laughs> that's a robot noise all right uh internal sales uh so basically amazon is monitoring sales that come from their platform whether it's you go to amazon.com homepage keyword search click in search results go to cart check out purchase right that's most people's journey some people, and when you do that, by the way, it's probably easier to measure the conversion rate, but some people go directly from off of Amazon to your product detail page. So they don't go to the homepage, keyword search. They don't do all that. They go straight to your product listing. That could be because you're ranking well on Google. That could be because you drive off of Amazon uh, traffic through social media, through ads. You know, briefly, I'll talk about like I had an Amazon agency and I wouldn't do this for merch products, but I did it for an FBA product that I sell in December. So in like the hardest time of year to rank the most cutthroat time of year. And we did it kind of before the prime holiday season. I did a video talking about this on YouTube and we paid for Facebook ads basically, and they can do Google ads as well, but we didn't run those. And I drove a bunch of off Amazon traffic to my listing and I improved my organic rank from eight to two on the primary highest value keywords. And it was done on a span of like two to three weeks. So if you actually time this right, you know, you can make a big impact. And I mean, you can do it for merch products, but keep in mind, if you're not in brand registry, you cannot track conversions. Therefore, you can't really figure out what to attribute to your off Amazon ads and your other, you know, organic sales. I know we're talking about a lot of stuff today. I could talk, you know, we could do a month of live streams to get into like the actual nitty gritty of this, but hopefully I'm not, you know, doing too bad of a job explaining. So anyways, I grabbed those ideas from this article on sellerapp.com. I will include it in the YouTube description. I will send it out in an email to everybody else as well. Uh, in case you want to read this article for yourself, it is pretty good. It's only a five minute read. All right, let's talk about uploading now. All right, when we are creating a product listing on Merch by Amazon, we've all probably done that. If anybody hasn't done that yet, I'm assuming you're not in, accepted into Merch by Amazon yet. So good luck getting an account. Um, whole nother topic there, but good luck. Uh, so uploading really, I break down in my mind into two steps. Actually, they break it down into these two steps for us. You create the products, <laughs> you know, are we selling a t-shirt? Are we selling a hoodie? Are we selling it on, you know, international marketplaces or just the U S market and then product details. And I, I think of that as just SEO, right? Search engine optimization. So when we're creating products, we have quite a few products at our fingertips as options to sell. For some reason, they still make the premium shirt unselected by default. I don't know why they don't just enable it. Um, anyways, I actually, I'll show you in a second. So as far as the product selection goes, you guys are familiar. Standard t-shirt premium is the Bella Canvas 3001. I think every other product that's apparel is from a brand called Port and Company. Okay. And it's not, in my opinion, it's not that high quality personally. I, the Bella Canvas 3001, I'm a fan of. Uh, so that's the premium shirt, but it also comes with a higher base cost. Uh, each different product has a different base cost. They have V-neck shirts, tank tops, long sleeves, raglan, sweatshirt, pullover hoodie, zip hoodie, pop sockets, which if you've never used a pop socket before, I ordered one as a part of a YouTube video and I actually liked it. I didn't expect to like it, but I did like it. So I, I use them now. It's good for watching like football. I don't know. For me, it's like I'll be watching the football game on my phone sometimes. Uh, I'm like that guy on a date who's like watching football under the table on their phone. No, I wouldn't do that on a date, but uh I do watch, if I have to watch football on my phone, I will. So, uh, phone cases, Samsung galaxy cases. So you got the iPhone and the Samsung cases. Take a quick peek at those, by the way. Uh, yesterday I kind of alluded to the fact that the, uh, cameras are in different places. So the iPhone camera being in the corner versus the Samsung being in the middle, you do need to take that into account when you design <coughs> there's tote bags, there's throw pillows. There's a lot of products and I'm going to show you my data for selling these products because not all of them sell as well as uh, as the others, at least in my experience. Um, as far as product selection goes, here's my data. And this is all made possible, by the way. Shout out to Pretty Merch Pro Plus. Without that, uh, actually just Pretty Merch Pro to get to the analytics tab. So if you guys want to upgrade and save 15%, like I said, there's a coupon code. Uh, you can see here that I can easily, I selected all marketplaces and I selected time frame all time. So it goes back through five years worth of data and shows me that I've sold, you know, 30,234 standard t-shirts. My second best seller 
1,917 pullover hoodies. After that, premium t-shirts, 1,771. After that, 585 tank tops. Now, I've only been submitting all of my designs to all products for a relatively short period of time, all right? It's not something I've been doing forever. So my data is not like, hey, this is what everybody's data looks like. This is just me. Uh, I I used to only upload to standard t-shirts, honestly. But last year, they changed how they count uploads versus designs versus products. They made it a little bit more confusing. But essentially, if you upload one design and you enable all products in all marketplaces, it's going to create in total 64 different products. All right, because it's going to create all these on the US market and then it's going to create some on the UK market and the German market, French market, Italy market, etc. But not all the international markets have all of these products available. So I'm sure that'll change over time. Uh, Mercury Vapor says they need more products. All over would be nice for patterns. Yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see if they do an all over print. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I I don't actually know. In my mind, I think like the complexity would probably go up quite a bit in terms of printing, but I've never actually, you know, printed any of these myself. So I, I'm just guessing. All over print would be cool. Uh, coffee mugs would be kind of good and bad for someone like me who sells a lot of Seller Central FBM coffee mugs. You know, if they added that to Merch by Amazon, you know, I'd see my sales plummet probably overnight, but um, that would be, you know, a huge, huge opportunity if they did... Uh, yeah, Joe says production time on all overs would be an issue. That's what I would guess too. Lester says hats. Uh, hats would be cool. Hats, I would assume they would do it more like Redbubble where they print the design on a hat as opposed to embroidery because embroidery is like a whole other beast. Uh, but yeah, like lots of interesting opportunities. I think it was last year, the year before, I was able to find in the source code uh, that they were, essentially I found in the source code that they were going to do the tote bags and the throw pillows because they had, I don't have to bother you with the, they had code in there, right? And they labeled the code for what the product was. So it was easy to find. They've had code in there for something called athletic shirts, by the way, that I, I don't know if that's ever coming to light, if that's ever going to be released or not. But by the way, shout out to me and Marielle, my girlfriend, we did a review of every single Merch by Amazon product in the catalog for male and female fit. I was like, Hey, this is going to be a million view video. And it got like 5,000 views. It actually got a copyright strike right away for something that wasn't actually copyrighted. It was just a song that we put in the background and it's some Indian cricket league copyright struck me for using some song that they didn't own the copyright to. Uh, so it immediately like <laughs> messed up my <laughs> launching of this video. And instead of a million views, we got you know less than 1% of a million. So not cool. Uh, but yeah, I'll put a link to that in the description. And if you wanna see that video of us doing like a fashion show of every single product and giving our review of it, uh, I'll also email a link out to that. All right, as far as colors go, there's not really a right or wrong answer. Uh, as far as like my personal sales go, 36,127 as of recording this, 48% of my sales have come on a black t-shirt. I swear they used to say in the resource section that black shirts sell best, or the, or at least not maybe not black, but that dark colored shirts with light foreground sell best. I swear they used to say that. I tried to check recently. And uh, yeah, Deanna said YouTuber life. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Appreciate the condolences. Um, But yeah, like in my experience, the dark shirts sell really well. Uh, It also helps that I optimize all of my designs to be light foreground, dark, dark background. When I say dark background, I just mean to be sold on a dark shirt. Um, I also, outside of the scope of what we're talking about on this live stream, you know, I don't just sell on Merch by Amazon. I sell in a lot of different places and I've been able to really simplify my scalable automated approach to print on demand, heavily automated, I would say, uh, by just kind of making a decision that I'm going to optimize for primarily dark colored shirts and light colored foregrounds. And in making that decision, my life has gotten much easier. Also from the Merch by Amazon resource page, uh, because guys, they do actually have like a resource section. Um... You know, I have love for everybody that doesn't read it and just comes to YouTube and finds my videos. That's awesome. You know, I appreciate the views. Uh, but they do have a resource section in Merch by Amazon. It's in the top right corner. You click resource. And uh, I'll link to this page in the YouTube description and in the email. But they they have some good stuff about, you know, just if, if no one's ever done a sample order, it's worth 
knowing and seeing this at least once that how you may see it on screen may not translate to how it's printed. So it's worth considering, generally speaking, that, uh, I don't know, I would just keep it so much more simple than this, generally speaking. <laughs> like, you know, you can just do like really good contrast, use complementary colors. Complementary colors would be like white and black, or I don't know, yellow and purple. You know, even yellow and purple is more complicated than it probably needs to be. But you know what I mean, like colors that look, that, that when put next to each other, the human eye can differentiate them, all right? Also the printing machines, as you can see, they don't necessarily get it spot on from what you see in the mock-ups. Also, real quick aside, I wanted to share this story with you because I thought it was pretty cool. I ran an experiment, I think this was in 2020, because uh, I saw this on like Twitter or somewhere, where someone had like a gym shirt that you couldn't really read what it says until you were sweaty. And it says when you're sweaty, it says you can go home now. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. I ran an experiment, I did this on YouTube. So make sure you guys, I'm sure you guys are already subscribed, but if you're not, that'd be cool. If you want to click that button, uh, I did this in Photoshop. I grabbed the Heather color from the mock-up on Merch by Amazon, put it as the background. Then I found a uh, font color that blended in for the most part. I actually did two experiments. I did the light Heather and I did the silver shirt. So they actually both worked. Um, but in summary, actually, I just realized I put the Heather here and then I put the silver shirt here. So I, I just kind of flipped, mixed up the two, my bad. But I do have a video on YouTube where I show you the actual correct way of doing it. Uh, anyways, it worked. So like the shirt didn't, you couldn't really read it or see that it had text on it unless you looked really closely. And then when you get it wet, it, um, it worked. So you can actually do that on Merch by Amazon. However, marketing that shirt is going to be very difficult because it's going to look more or less like, uh, sorry, like this. So while you can do it, I don't know that I would do it through Merch by Amazon specifically, even though in my test, I did it through Merch and it worked. Um, so just kind of interesting, fun little um, story there. When it comes to pricing, again, it's uh, it's subjective. There's not a right or wrong way of going about this. But generally speaking, a lower price creates an incentive for people to buy from you and not the higher priced competitor. All right. We already knew that. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to this article uh, from Nick Kalenda's blog. I have probably been following this guy for like close to 10 years now. And uh, he's just a young, young dude too, but like expert when it comes to psychology, the psychology behind like human decision-making. Cause a lot of it, I swear is subconscious. We don't even know like that we're, that we're making these decisions uh, and why we're doing them half the time. Uh, but he has like an awesome article. Actually, he restructured the article. So it's easier to read. I will of course link to it in the description and in the email. Uh, but this is the most significant in my mind, at least not, not me, the expert, I'm just a YouTuber, but this is the most significant thing you can do when it comes to pricing. And oftentimes when I reference using good pricing psychology, this is what I'm referring to. Instead of typing 3.00 and charging $3, why not subtract one penny and charge 2.99? Because then the left digit, when we say left, it's relative to the decimal point, goes down. And that should have a positive effect on click-through rate and conversion rate. Now, I actually probably should have scrolled down a little bit further because he used to have data from the website Gumroad. If you guys aren't familiar with Gumroad, it's just like an e-commerce website that makes it very easy to sell things. Like, I guess that's a good way of summarizing it. Anyway, e-commerce website, they have a lot of data on conversions and whatnot. He used Gumroad data. I don't know how he got access to it, but he basically was able to illustrate that there were like significant jumps in things like conversion rate from using good pricing psychology by comparing people that would charge, you know, 5.00 as a price versus 4.99. So definitely worth considering long article. You can go down that rabbit hole forever. But generally speaking, there are some high level concepts. This is probably in my mind, the most significant one is if you can reduce the left digit by subtracting a very small percentage of the price, overall price, like in this case, one penny, do it. All right. You guys already knew that, but I mean, worth reminding. Uh, and then generally speaking as well, pricing before we move on, I think if you are in a low tier, tier 10, tier 25, tier 100, to me, like you start really optimizing for profit, like in tier 1000 or 2000, that's, that's just my personal opinion. I would price to make no money, $0, regardless of what you're selling. Could be a hoodie, could be a standard t-shirt, whatever it is. Uh, I would price to make $0, okay? Because you want to create as much of an incentive as possible to just capture a sale because the sale leads to a tier up. Tier up means you can sell more products. There is a correlation between how much you sell, well, how many products you have available for sale and how many sales you make. 
I mean, not many people are going to disagree with that. It's not like it must be that way, but it certainly in the vast, vast, vast majority, 99.x percent is going to be that way. You know, you sell more products. Whoops, I just hit my mic. You make more sales, generally speaking. So any incentive you can create for people to buy from you, leverage that. When you're ready to optimize for profit, <laughs> increase your prices. Now you can also, because you remember how we said Amazon will remove your products automatically if it doesn't make a sale in the first 365 days. Well, knowing that, you could, there's an argument to be made. You could initially list your products at $0 or at a very minimal, like for instance, the standard t-shirt, you can list it at 1307, $13.07, make zero profit. That's the lowest you can go. Or you could list it at like $13.99 or $14.99. It's still pretty low and you at least capture a little bit of profit. It's up to you. You know what I mean? There's no right or wrong way to do it. I have my personal preferences, but, and then after you make the first sale, you can up the price to like $19.99 and capture $5 and change profit per sale. That's what I personally aim to do. Regardless of what I'm selling, I want to make at least $5 profit per sale, but I'm also in a higher, higher tier. I don't need another tier up. So I just need the profitability. So I have my own personal, you know, this, again, we could talk so long about like at this tier, do this at this tier, do this at this tier, do this. And we're just attempting to make sense. I'm just one person. I'm a talking head on YouTube. So this is just my opinion. Like I always like to say, lots of uh, different ways you can go about it. All right, next up, keywords. All right, and uh, you know, real quick, with keywords, guys, I remember when I was just getting started on selling on Amazon in general. I started FBA and Merch at the same time, co coincidentally. Honestly, it wasn't like planned or anything. You know, my FBA, I had more control over that. With Merch, it was like, I, I applied, I didn't get in. I applied again. I got in pretty much right around the same time my Seller Central was active and my product was my first product was launching. So it was just kind of lined up. Call it fate. Um, with keywords, though, I used to just listen to so many podcasts, read so much, so many people on YouTube. And the one thing that like, I personally, in my experience, heard was people placing a ton of emphasis on keywords to the point where I thought it was like some secret code that if you cracked, you would be super successful. And I just want to share my personal opinion that that's not the case. <laughs> like, yes, you need to include relevant keywords and be strategic in your keyword selection, but it's not like some silver bullet that's going to get you to the top of search results because you put the right keywords in the right order. All right. I used to think that because like a lot of people made it sound like that, you know, and they wouldn't say, oh, pay for this tool and that tool. And like, hey, I'm all for paying for tools if it's going to help. But like keyword tools are like probably one of the last tools that I would pay for. Right. Like I do have courses where I talk about this stuff pretty in depth and there's a lot of free keyword tools. However, you don't really even need necessarily tools. Like um, I'm going to show you like two easy ones. All right. The research tab in pretty merch pro plus. All right. Actually, I split these in a weird order. My bad. I meant to include um, real quick. What I meant to do is take this one from up here and bring this down here. Do, do, do. Where did it go? Sorry. All right, here we go. Let's do it in this order. All right, keywords. Wait, we are live, guys. This is not pre-recorded. I'm not going to edit that out. Even when I'm not live, I don't like to edit my videos too heavily, so I'd probably leave that in. Um, anyways, keywords, two quick, easy, free. Well, this one's free, tools. AMZ Suggestion Expander. We talked about this two days ago. This is a Chrome extension that you can download for free. It's used by over 100,000 Amazon sellers. And when you do a keyword search on Amazon, it expands the autocomplete. It gives you keywords before it gives you, and that's in this case, I, I typed in one keyword. I typed in Tuesday because the Tuesday shirts were selling really well. It gives you suggestions for keywords to include before it gives you suggestions for keywords to include after. All right. In this case, if we're selling a Tuesday shirt, we know that the primary keyword is Tuesday, T-W-O-S-D-A-Y. But there's also these things called long tail keywords, and that can include keywords before, could include keywords after. AMZ Suggestion Expander also includes long tail keyword suggestions. You don't need to guess. When you look at autocomplete, unless it's like a brand new niche that doesn't have data, so autocomplete isn't helping, generally speaking, it will tell you what people are searching for. So, so it's like, hey, you don't need to guess what keywords to associate with this. It's telling you what keywords people are typing into the search bar. If you're selling a product that didn't used to exist and now it exists, again, the algorithm is trying to police a catalog of 100 million products. 
And I, again, I may, I, that's my guess. I don't know if it's actually hundred million, but that seems about right. It could be um, like how, how in the world is it going to know that our product with no sales history, the thing that matters should be associated with that search term. Well, why not actually like hone in on those keywords? And you know, if it's just one keyword, it's more of a fringe match. If it's multiple keywords in the right order, call that a phrase match. If it's the exact set of keywords in the exact order, uh, that's an exact match. We're actually going to talk about those match types in a second when we get to when we get to ads. Uh, doing that too with keywords, Lester, <laughs> you too. Um, all right, the research tab of Pretty Merch Pro Plus as well. It does keyword analysis down there at the bottom. I mean, it pulls in the title, it pulls in the brand, it pulls in the bullets, but it also includes keyword analysis. All right, now to me personally, guys, uh, and that's just one of the perks of Pro Plus. I mean, honestly, to me, Pro Plus, the research tool is best for finding niches to sell in, in general. Um, the keyword analysis is just like an extra icing on the cake uh, that, you, you know. All right. And a quick tip. This is honestly, I put the highest precedent on the title. Okay. Because when we submit a product to Merch by Amazon, we include the brand, we include the title, we include the bullets in the description. I, I just ran a test last month. I think it was last month. And I still don't think it's indexing you based on keywords you put in the description of merch listings. Okay. I did like a pretty, pretty good test. It doesn't mean that the algorithm couldn't have still screwed me over and made the test not valid, but you know, I put words in a description that didn't exist on the Amazon catalog. And then I searched those words after a couple days. So it propagated and it didn't index those products. So I'm pretty darn sure the description doesn't get indexed. So to me, the description is just like, whatever, you know, customers don't have time to read the description anyways. <laughs> But you need to prioritize the brand, the title, and the bullets, and more than anything, the title. Okay. And just so for reference, I always like to include my primary keywords or a keyword at least in the brand, the title, and the in the the bullets. So I like to have that repetition. And I'd seen a case study at this point, it was from like 2017, 2018, so it's a long time ago, where uh, they had conducted a search of uploaded the same design three different times and changed and varied where they included the primary keywords. And the outcome of that study was that the one where they had it in the brand title and, and bullets ranked highest organically. So, you know, limited, uh, yeah, again, I don't like to say anything definitively because this stuff could change. Like the only way to be definitive is to be an, an Amazon like um, developer and actually know how they're doing this. But I imagine the code's not that easy to read and they probably would still have a tough time figuring out for sure. Anyways, anyways, for the title, all right, my pro tip of the day, your title is probably by far the most important. Pretty much every e-commerce website says that the title is weighted heaviest. I like to front load my title with what I consider to be the primary keywords for that product. Okay. So if we're just using this one real quick, as an example, I steal hearts. What I might do is I might say something like funny Valentine's day, comma, or even funny Valentine's day shirt. I know it says you're not supposed to put a product type in there. In general, like if you just uploaded it to a shirt and you did that, it's not going to get, well, I'm not going to say it's not going to get rejected, but like I've done it before where sometimes I'll do that. Cause then it's like more of a phrase match. Cause a customer might say funny Valentine's day shirt, but I don't just want to say that in my title. I also want to jam in secondary keywords, which would be the sub niche in this case. And that would be in this case, the text on the shirt, I steal hearts. Okay. So funny Valentine's day shirt, or I might say funny Valentine's day dinosaur, right? I forgot that it has a dinosaur. Okay, so funny Valentine's Day dinosaur, or maybe acts funny because we might not be able to fit all these keywords. Valentine's Day dinosaur, comma, I steal hearts, something like that, where we're not just jamming random keywords in a random order to the algorithm and hoping it figures it out. We're saying to the algorithm, keywords in the order that we think people may search them and getting multiple phrases and hoping that we get a phrase match with what someone searches for. All right, let's speed up ads. All right, we're actually doing okay on time. Has anyone been rejected for including the word shirt? Yeah, let us know. Um, I definitely have included that. And uh, I, I don't know if I've done it recently because I don't, I don't upload manually that often. So, and I, and when I'm not doing it manually, I uh, don't want to include the product name because I enable every single product type. So it'd be weird to, to say that, but I don't, I don't think they reject you because you could still have a shirt in your design. So it'd be weird to ban the word shirt. Um, anyways. All right. Ads. We said we were going to talk ads. We're going to talk a lot in a short span of time. Okay. But I wanted to get across some of what I thought was like important with ads. 
in like high level, like principle uh, or important concepts, like priority concepts. All right. So two shirts really quickly. Let's say we have two shirts. They're both related to grandpa. One says number one, grandpa. The other says, essentially most people call me Joseph, but my favorite people call me grandpa. So this shirt is for a grandpa named Joseph. This shirt says number one, grandpa. Which of these are we going to need to run ads on? We're going to need to run ads on number one grandpa because this is super high level, high value, generic search terms that a ton of people are going to be hyper competitive to rank organic number one on because they know if you're organic number one on gift for grandpa, number one grandpa shirt, whatever it is, there's a lot of money to be made. Whereas if you're uploading a shirt about grandpa Joseph, how much competition do you really have? A lot less. I wanted to just share that because not everything needs to be advertised. Like this probably doesn't need to be advertised. Does that mean you shouldn't advertise it? Well, you can make that distinction. But this, on the other hand, if you're going to upload the hundred thousandth number one grandpa shirt and you're like, oh, I didn't get any sales. Like, yeah, it's competitive. You can succeed, but you're probably gonna have to advertise. Right. And this goes, it's not just for the grandpa niche, this is for all niches. Uh, so consider that because a lot of times people in the Facebook groups saying, oh, I'm not making sales. And I'll say, hey, email me some links to some of your listings. Then I click them and they're just like so generic, good design, good keywords, generic niche with a hundred thousand results you're competing directly with. Like, you know, this matters, right? Ads can, can help you succeed, but also, you know, niche selection can help you succeed as well. Uh, also, we don't have to guess. Google Trends is free. So I typed in gift for grandpa and I typed in grandpa Joseph and you can actually see stack against each other uh, that, you know, gift for grandpa is trending and getting much more search volume, especially around certain peaks, which I would assume are like uh, probably Father's Day. Actually, it's over five years. How many peaks do they get? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, maybe there's another grandpa holiday as well that I'm not aware of. Anyways, so you don't even have to guess. You can actually kind of like compare the volume in Google Trends for free. Google.com forward slash trends. All right. I want to explain uh, real quick. What, what tier should you be able to run ads? I heard on Monday, somebody said they could do it in tier 100. All right. But uh, majority of people I've been hearing lately is tier 500. Like many things in the Merch by Amazon ecosystem, uh, things change over time. <laughs> like I've been in it for five years. I've seen so many of these things change and like change dramatically. The ads thing specifically used to, there was a period of time where we got an invite, we got an invite code and I got an invite code. I didn't use it, but people who just used the invite code and didn't actually run ads, they still had access to ads. And I regretted not using my invite code because I had another way of accessing ads. I don't know. I don't want to hijack this. Uh, there were other ways to advertise and then it went away and I was like, oh crap, I should have used that invite code because now my other way of doing it, which is why I didn't use the code, went away and complicated things. But then probably what, a year and a half ago, maybe they started reopening advertising for merch sellers and um, that's been nice. You know, it's been a nice little, nice to get back into ads. All right. We need to talk about ACOS, the advertising cost of sales. Okay. This is the most important metric in my book. When it comes to running ads, I mean, the ads rabbit hole, guys, you could go deep into. We could spend a week talking about just ads. I have a, I'm going to plug my course. All right, I'm doing it. I have a course on Amazon ads and I am extremely proud of how it came out because it is very good. Um, I've gotten great feedback on it. Just had somebody email me today, like literally on my side monitor uh, saying that they loved it. All right. And I'm not just saying that it's really good. All right. And we're going to try to sum up ads in like 10 minutes, which isn't really possible, but this is something that's like a core competency. ACOS, all right, ACOS, advertising cost of sale. This is the metric that I think we should be, if you're just learning about ads right now, you need to remember this, all right? It is your ad spend divided by the revenue generated from your ad spend, okay? So if we sell one product for $10 and it costs us $3 to generate that, um, to generate that sale in ads, well, then our ACOS is what? 30%. Now, if our profit margin is 30%, then we just broke even, right? You see what I'm saying? So ACOS is a great metric for figuring out if you're profitable or not. And just as a general rule of thumb for the average person running ads, 
you want your ACoS to be less than or equal to your profit margin. Now, more advanced advertisers may be perfectly okay with the ACoS running wild and running really hot, you know, much greater than your, your profit margin. Because guys, remember what we talked about way early on, sales help the, it, it's the flywheel, right? Sales lead to a better understanding of your listing, which leads to more visibility, which leads to more sales. And if they come from organic or ads, it doesn't matter. So some people are willing to spend a thousand, two thousand $2,000 on ads, lose money, but see their organic rank improve and then make that money back. Okay. But that's an advanced strategy. Generally speaking, your A cost should be equal to or less than your profit margin. All right. And with merch products, it all depends on what you're pricing your product at, because that's going to change your royalty. So it's uh it gets a little bit like convoluted and stuff like that with advertising merch products. And you know, that's why, you know, it's tough to jam into 10 minutes, but that's why also like having a formalized pricing strategy, like your standard t-shirts are always at 1999, right? That way, you know, uh, what is it? 5.23 divided by 19 point 5.23 divided by 19.99. Of course, there you go. 26.1%. All right. So if you're selling at 19 point 1999, your standard t-shirts have a profit margin of 26.1%. So your ACoS would be able to be 26.1% or lower for you to be profitable. All right. Um, and anybody watching the replay, pause and just set this up in your advertising console because for some reason they got rid of it by default. It used to be there by default in your metrics that you would see. Now it's no longer there. So you can still add it. You got to go to columns, customize columns, and then click advertising cost of sale ACOS. When you do that, you will be able to see your ACOS. I don't know why they hit it. It used to be there. Then they didn't include it by default. Um, anyways, that's a metric you want to pay attention to. Make your life easy. All right, next, targeting. And we're just going through these, we're, we're breezing through these concepts, guys. Uh, so I apologize that we have to move quick. All right. So there are two kinds of targeting that you can run with your sponsored product ads. There's also different types of ads, et cetera. But generally speaking, the two types of targeting are automatic and manual. Okay. Automatic and manual targeting. Uh, with automatic targeting, Amazon, I'm not going to read this to you, but Amazon will read the keywords in your listing that, by the way, we control, right? So they're going to look at our brand, our, well, me not brand. They're going to look at our title, our bullets. I don't know that they're going to look at our description or not. I don't know that. I would just be guessing. Um, but title and bullets for sure. And they're going to automatically determine what keywords that customers search for that we may show up on. And this is if we launch an auto campaign, all right? the campaigns have to be either auto targeting or manual targeting. So if you have a product like the I steal heart shirt, my recommendation is to make both make an auto campaign and a manual campaign. All right. That is my recommendation because the auto campaign is going to cast a really wide net. And over time, it's going to generate a lot of data for you about what keywords that it's advertising on are performing well and what aren't. And guess what you do with the ones that are performing well? move them to your manual campaign where you can be more direct and strategic about like how much you bid to advertise on those keywords and also what match type you uh, are applying to those keywords that you're targeting. Um, manual targeting is what it sounds like. You know, it's the opposite of automatic. You know, you're, you're manually adding them. Now, match types. This is the last thing I think we have time to cover. Let's say that we are, uh, or that a customer searches for iPhone seven case. Okay. iPhone seven case. I'm going to illustrate the three match types to you. I mean, there's actually more than three, but the three primary ones for manual campaigns are what we probably really need to understand right now. <laughs> but a lot of this is so nuanced. Like there is other types. Um, all right. So exact match. This is the most valuable. All right. This is like saying that I want to advertise on well, I guess we have it right here. I don't need to make an example. Don't we? we have an example, don't we? iPhone seven case. So a customer searches for iPhone seven case and in our exact match or in our, in our manual campaign, we added the keywords iPhone seven case and we set the match type to exact match. Okay. Now, if somebody searches iPhone seven case and we've got an exact match uh, on that manual campaign, that's like a, you know, ideally like a perfect, right? And we're going to spend the most money to get that ad spot near the top because in our minds, that's like a, and I, I used an example here that's pretty broad, like iPhone seven case. What if it's like iPhone seven case for Chihuahua lovers? 
Okay. That could be an exact match. And we can provide that in our ad campaign because we know that our, Hey, our case is like got chihuahuas on it and they're going to love this. Right? So we go into the exact match and we spend more money on an exact match. Now let's say that the, um, customer searches for black iPhone seven case, and we've got a phrase match on iPhone seven case. Well, the customer searched for black iPhone seven case. We didn't target the word black in our phrase match, but it's still a phrase match on iPhone seven case. Okay. So we're targeting iPhone seven case. Again, this is like in these examples, we're targeting iPhone seven case for exact phrase and broad. So with the same, the same string of keywords. Uh, in this case, it would be a phrase match. It's not an exact match because they include the word black and we didn't. And on our bids for phrase match, because it's not as relevant as an exact match, that's the, the apex of relevancy because it's exact by definition, we would bid a little bit less. And from phrase match to broad match, an example could be that the customer searched for iPhone 7 black cases, plural. And again, we're just targeting iPhone 7 case. So we would bid the cheapest. And this is just one example. You get a feel for this over time. Broad match, just be a little bit careful because it's casting a really wide net. If you set really high bids, Amazon tends to find ways to spend your money because they, you know, running ads. I mean, come on, that's like money for nothing to them. They, they literally, there's nothing in exchange. It's just placement in software, you know, and they're making billions off of ads. So if you let them spend your money, they will find a way. And they've been increasing their ad inventory, meaning like they're finding different ways to jam in ads into the search results, into product detail pages, et cetera. And every time they do that, they make more money. Okay. So factor that in. Um, you can set budgets, you can set daily budgets. Uh, you can go in and like, you know, be active on a daily basis when you start out. Look at your bids. Amazon will provide suggested bids. I do recommend not using those, coming in lower than the suggested bids and working your way up. If they're not effective at your lower bids, if you just start at the suggested bid, it's going to instantly start generating like impressions and clicks, but you may be able to get away with doing it for cheaper, but you won't really know. And I don't like to work down. I like to work up. That's just me personally. All right. I think that's pretty much it for, Whew, man, I gotta take a deep breath. That was good though. Huh? That was good. Um, that we, I mean, we could have talked a lot more about ads guys, but, uh, <laughs> it would have taken a long, long, long time. And really the best way to learn ads is to just get in there and do it. Um, like I said, auto campaign, manual campaign, run two of them. Look at what's working in the auto. Take those keywords that are converting, move them to manual. You can start them as broad. You can start them as phrase. Uh, you can start them as exact, but like, you know, I don't know. You can run all three at the same time, actually, too. Um, there's also some cool software related to ads uh, coming down the pipeline. I know of people doing uh, software for merch sellers that will integrate with the ads platform and be extremely useful. So of course, whenever that's ready, cause you know, people reach out, they say, Hey, we're working on this when that's ready. I will of course, let you guys know on my YouTube channel and uh, maybe on my email list. I don't know. So make sure you're subscribed. All right. Any questions guys, while we're here at the, uh, at the end of our fourth day, guys, when it comes to buying accounts, like you're not supposed to do that. And I, I mean, I would assume that it's not safe. You know what I mean? But I don't know firsthand because I've never bought one. Uh, other than number of sales and quality of designs, what are the parameters through which the accounts are upgraded? To me, I think to get uh, tiered up, it is a function of your number of sales and number of uploads. So if you're in tier 100, I think you roughly need 60 to 80% of your tier in both sales and uploads. So if you've got 60 sales and 40 uploads, I don't know that they're going to tear you up because you don't have enough uploads. But if you had 60 sales, 60 uploads, you may get tiered up to 500. Uh, if you have 60 sales and 100 uploads out of 100, you may get up, uh, upgraded. You know what I mean? But there's no like black and white book for this. I've seen, you know, my girlfriend got tiered up from tier 10 to 25 with four sales. That's only 40% of her tier. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like a, a set in stone thing. Tier 10 at tier 25, how can I promote? You know, you can promote, but like, um, when I say promote, you can't run ads, I don't think in tier 25, but like, is your time best spent trying to convince people to buy your products or should you just like delete old ones and come up with new ones in the trending niches? You know what I mean? You kind of have to decide what's best, the best use of your time. Uh, organic visibility, 
is extremely tough to come by on the internet these days. So when you say promote, if you don't intend to spend money, um, like you could go to YouTube right now and find a bunch of talking heads that say, just start an Instagram and imply that it's like super simple to get organic visibility on something where your intention is to bring them off of the platform. Think about that for two seconds. Like these platforms make money and they maintain relevance by not taking people off the platform. So what do you think they're going to do to you, a new small account, trying to take people off their platform for free? Cause you're not paying for ads. Like they're going to limit your exposure, make it hard for you to succeed at all and get followers. And also people don't like being sold on things. They don't want to be told what to buy. So it's like super tough question. I think you honestly just want to in tier 10, tier 25, chase trends, delete old designs. I think that's, if your goal is just to make sales, to tear up, to make more money, I think you're better off just like deleting old designs. Honestly, that's my personal opinion though, of course. And there's plenty of uh, other ways to do it. Uh, Matthew, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yes. Cannot wait tomorrow. Roughly about this time I should be touching down. What do you use to upload at your tier? Seems impossible to manually upload. Yeah, Joe, it sucks. Like, uh, you know, when I was in tier, you know, 20,000 and below, they didn't have the throttling, the throttling mechanism that prevents you from uploading fast sucks so much. Fortunately, you know, do I admit it? I mean, I don't know. You're not supposed you're not supposed to guys, you're not supposed to use automation, but, uh, I'm in tier 200,000. And as we mentioned yesterday, an unfilled upload slot makes no sales. So of course in my brain, I'm like, well, I want to fill my upload slots. So I found a way using automation to fill my slots. Of course, you know, you're not supposed to do it, but like, whatever, you know what I mean? What's the point of giving people the ability to submit 10,000 products a day? You know, they're not going to do that manually. You know what I mean? So, and I haven't had any issues. I've been doing it for over two years. Uh, I use a program called, uh, well, I'll email it out and I'll put it in the description. Um, uh, appreciate that Khaled. When Jason was in a low tier, they worked with a friend who had a big following on Instagram, sold over 50 shirts. Love that. See, but yeah, his friend already had a following and I'm sure that whatever you were selling catered to that following. So it makes a lot of sense. So that's a great suggestion. Um, I was just thinking like, you know, if you go to YouTube and like type in these questions, somebody's just going to be there saying, start an Instagram, like as if it's easy and they won't probably give you good information on like how to actually succeed with getting organic visibility. I'm not trying to be a hater, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, I like to be more action oriented. And also it's just like, that's not the equation that those platforms are trying to like solve. They're not trying to help you not pay them to steal people off their platforms. You know what I mean? Uh, appreciate that. Eva said, have, have fun. Lester said, if I have the word gift or shirt in old listings, I, yeah, see, like I, if you have keywords that used to be allowed that are no longer allowed and you edit the listing and resubmit, it's going to get flagged for the new rules. Make sure you edit them out. Like my rule of thumb is like, I just don't touch those listings, which I, is probably not a great answer to your question, but yeah, you definitely have to like edit them out. Uh, we are in Punta Cana. Um, in the Dominican Republic. I've actually been to the DR like a bunch of times. Uh, I love it there. Um, this time, I don't think we even planned on going there. It was just like anywhere in the Caribbean sounded good. So we ended up going there. Mary, hello. Thank you for stopping by. Any other questions, guys? I know it's late. Thank you for staying for the full hour. I do really appreciate that. Um, if no more questions, I may just plug, I'm looking over here at my chat, but Let's, let's move on. Okay. So pretty merch guys, they sponsored this whole thing. Show them some love. If you're considering upgrading, uh, you know, what made me upgrade in the first place to pretty merch pro probably the dumbest answer you'll hear all day, but I'll be honest. It was because they automatically logged you back in. <laughs> it was just the auto login feature. And this was before I think like, you know, anything else that could do that existed. So like I've been a pretty merch pro subscriber for at least like four years now. And that was what did it for me. It was that I didn't have to keep logging back in. And I loved keeping that open, you know, in a tab in my side browser, because, you know, you hear that ching and you're like, yes, you know, you get a dopamine rush. So that's what made me um, subscribe. Also going to plug my merch by Amazon course that uh, I wrote and I constantly update and maintain. It covers the full spectrum of everything that I think is relevant to Amazon merch sellers from tier 10 to tier 200,000. It shows you how to start, scale, and automate. I know that, you know, automation is a, you know, whatever, but it's there if you ever want it. It covers research, design in much more depth than we went to. It includes my advertising course. If you're interested, guys, I did put a link in the description. 
it includes 10% off and it expires tonight. So um, I did want to plug that guys, but shout out mainly to pretty merch uh, for, you know, inviting me to do this. Hannah, thank you for stopping by. I do appreciate that. Unique gadgets. How much time should be given for one design to, to get a sale? Uh, like I said, like I'm willing to delete any design that hasn't sold. Um, how much time, like if you're in tier 10 with zero sales, I would just rotate them out in the order you uploaded them. So the, uh, the shirt you uploaded 10 days ago, I would delete and upload a new one and just kind of go in a circle. POD queen. Thank you again for stopping by. Appreciate that. Application got rejected. I would just reapply from a different email address. I'm not an expert on the applications, although I do have a strong suspicion given the volume they receive that the application process approval rejection is automated. So I wouldn't spend too long on it. I would just reapply and then cross your fingers, right? Pray to the merch gods. Best niche to upload after Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. I don't know. Marites, thank you for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Hazel. Thanks, Shashkik. Holly's back. Holly, shout out to All Sunsets, my go-to resource for graphic design. She is uh, one of the graphic designers there, so thank you. Can you guys hear the dogs in the background? Yeah, my bad. Yes, that's Pablo and, uh, and Onyx. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I do really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to go grab some lunch. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll send an email out with all of the relevant links. Appreciate it. Have a good one. See you later. Thank you.